You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. <laughs> there you go. I caught him off guard almost, but he got up to the mic right away. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we just had a great conversation. University of Mary and their nursing academy uh, opportunity there for free education. It's free money-wise, but it's going to take your time. Absolutely. And your talent. And effort. And your effort. But uh, check that out again at uh, mary.edu um, and look at the schools there, and uh, you'll get up to the St. Gianna School of of science, I believe it is there, the website. This hour, we're going to visit with Deacon Ben Seitz, who is in the house. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for uh, taking the time to uh, spend with me to talk about retreats this morning. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing to that. Uh, if you, uh, Deacon Seitz also is, has an article in the New Earth this month about uh, couples retreats, so check that out. Uh, his uh, article in the in the New Earth, but we're going to talk about that this hour too. So, so Deacon Ben, um, first of all, tell us tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Well, uh, yeah, grew up in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Joined the Air Force out of high school, and that's where I met my beloved bride, Janine. Uh, we got married, five kids. We toured the world in the Air Force for twenty three years, and then uh, uh, settled here in Fargo back in two thousand eight. Um, felt a calling. Uh, of Christ to uh, to be a deacon as far back as 2002 when we were stationed in Norway and uh, pursued that. It was uh, ordained a deacon. be three years on Tuesday, on Halloween, uh, from my ordination. So uh, it's been a great ride, great journey. Yeah, um, and of course, as a deacon you know, and, and many of our listeners, uh, Tom and I are both studying for the diaconate in year four, just getting into homiletics. So that's kind of a nice... Uh, Fun. It's a it's a, a wonderful uh, uh, art form and uh, uh, an art form that's wrapped in spirituality. Right? You want to uh, um, when I was taught was said that the goal of every homilist is to uh, um, facilitate an encounter with Christ with every person in the parish. So you're supposed to read through it and then say to yourself, "Okay, did I do that?" And if not, then you start over. <laughs> So we try. Yes, we do it. With. That's what we well, do. And the, we had this weekend, we all, all did give our, and I had the experience of a total fail. So that was, that's my first total fail with homily, but my second homily. <laughs> that's, that's maybe not an, ac- an accurate statement. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, it was like, but it was when the homily, I give the homily and afterwards I'm thinking, I'm not really quite sure what I just said. <laughs> so that's not good. But uh, no, we have we a great time, and actually, I was very impressed. Many of the guys, Tom, you included, give a very nice homily. It's just it's so inspiring, and and it, again, I, I feel for myself in doing the homily prep. My love for scripture just growing, like a hunger to really sit with it more. And what's also fun is uh, just being in that environment with six or eight other men who are giving homilies, and see how the Holy Spirit works through each one of them differently with the same uh, with the same scripture for the weekend. So last night I had I had my adoration at uh, Saint Santa Jacob and and we have to give her homily for the this twenty I think the thirtieth Sunday in ordinary time in November and I thought oh man I've heard this scripture so many times what am I going to say that someone else hasn't said and uh, I just sat there and and for forty five minutes it just just spoke to me and I saw things that I just had never seen before and you, you go into this thinking okay I can never do that type of thing but oh man just leave it up to the Holy Spirit and and 
phrases were jumping out at me that I, I like I said, I've heard that this one. I'm 63 now. How many times have I heard this one? And last night it just came alive, and the hour just was gone. I call it being in the zone. Maybe right? being in the zone, and that is powerful. And uh, uh, you know when you're there, and and you're able to capture that, and then share it with others. That uh, it's going to be a good one. Right, because it didn't come from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amen. Well, and what you have to do in order to get into the zone is allow the Lord an opportunity to do that. And that is a great segue to couples retreats because a retreat, right? It's like stepping back. You're retreating and you have to give the Lord space to get into that zone. So let's talk a little bit about that, Deacon Sites. You, you started doing couples retreats two, three years ago? Yeah, about three years ago. So, so what drew you to that ministry? Um, I'm a member of uh, Teams of Our Lady, and uh, as a member of Teams of Our Lady, we're required to do um, a married couple retreat every year, and uh, there weren't any. And so uh, our uh, uh, spiritual director uh, offered us a, uh, a retreat that year for us, and it was during that retreat that I really felt the Lord calling me to, uh, uh, to do that, to, to open up opportunities for other couples to... Uh, uh, have that opportunity to do a married couples retreat. It's a lot, it's different than just going on a retreat. To me, a, a retreat is great and everybody should do one, whether it be a men's retreat or a women's retreat every year. Um, it's an opportunity to, uh, um, I compare it to, our, we're on a spiritual journey, right? Uh, but I compare it to just being in the car back in the old days when we used to have maps and you, would, uh, you might get a little lost sometimes. And so you'd look at the map just to find out where you were. And where you where you were uh, where you came from, more importantly, where you want to go. And so, a retreat to me is that opportunity to take some time, figure out where have I been, where am I right now, but where do I really want to be, um, and on my spiritual journey. Every year, we should take time to do that on a retreat. When we do it as a couple, though, it's different. Uh, when I go to a men's retreat with you guys in the summer. Um, that's great, and I come back, and I'm all fired up, and I've learned some new things, and I want to share it with my wife, and she kind of looks at me like I've got a third eye on my forehead or something, because she wasn't there. We didn't share that experience. When we go to a married couples retreat, which we had the opportunity to do when we were in diaconate formation, um, I think that our favorite part of that, that whole weekend was the ride home, because then we'd be able to share you know, what our experiences were with each other, and... Uh, that's what we provide through uh, Six Stone Jars is that opportunities for couples to grow together uh, with Christ in their marriage. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, I, I can't agree more that the retreats that we've been able to go on as part of diaconate formation has probably been the most significant part of our, Audrey and my formation together. But in the Six Stone Jars, how, how do we come up with Six Stone Jars? Six stone jars. Well, that's a, uh, a reference to the Six Stone Jars at the wedding feast in Cana. Uh, we're all very familiar with that story from the Gospel of John, chapter 2. Uh, God works in our marriages in important and not so important ways, right? So uh, in the big picture of things, if this couple had gone and ran out of, of uh, um, if they ran out of wine during their wedding, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But yet it was at that, that very moment that the Blessed Mother um, engaged with her son, our Lord and Savior, to... Uh, to fix that and to uh, um, to bring to bring an abundance of wine to that wedding, right? A miracle is a uh, Christ's first recorded miracle uh, in the gospel. 
You know what I love about that line, too? They have no more wine. makes me think of, in, in Scripture, oftentimes they talk about how wine brings cheer. Wine being, yeah. brings life. And in kind of a certain sense, this, this covenant that our Lord has made with the Israelites now needs to take on that new life, the new life that Christ breathes into it through his death and resurrection. Um, so it's the beginning. Again, it's the beginning of his ministry. Um, and the beginning of your couple's ministry, if you want to check out the website, it is sixstonejars.org, sixstonejars.org. It's the, you write, write uh, S-I-X, stonejars.org. Uh, check out the website there for the retreats that Deacon Ben Seitz is doing. He's doing one at Maryville, which I'm very excited about in December, so check that out too, at maryvillend.org. Absolutely. Um, also, just getting back to the Six Stone Jars, Mary played such a huge role in our marriage and in us uh, strengthening our marriage over the years. We've been married for now 38 years, and I can pinpoint a time where uh, in discovering the rosary in our marriage and in our family, uh, that was kind of a turning point for us um, in our faith journey and likewise in our marriage. And finally, just the superabundance of God's um, graces in our marriage, right? 180 gallons of wine Jesus uh, produced, and it was the best wine. And that's a sign of the uh, superabundant blessings that God wants to bless each of us with and our marriages. Absolutely. You know, I, my wife and I have been on a number of couples retreats for years, and I always found it interesting how I would ask the Lord a question in prayer, and he would answer it through her prayer. And we've seen that happen so many times. And of course, that first time that happened, I, I said to the retreat master, I said, is this, is this normal? He goes, well, I don't know. It seems like it should be. You're one. And, and the Lord's drawing you together. So, so many times in these couples retreats, we go on a couples retreat every year. Uh, of course, we're part of Tool as well, and uh, Teams of Our Lady. And uh, it's just been so powerful. And I know our deacon group last year, we had a women's, or sorry, couples retreat where we did spiritual direction together, which is even another step more yes. uh, of that experience together. So as you prepare, uh, deacon, uh, for your retreat, as retreat master, I mean, how do you decide on your themes, your... What you're going to cover? Uh, I wish I could give you a great, uh, this is step-by-step step how we do it, but it's really just, uh, um, God just, just talks to me and says, uh, um, gives me the idea. You know, I don't come up with these on my own. <laughs> Sometimes it's an inspiration from a book I'm reading, uh, or it's just uh, during Eucharistic adoration, something will pop into my head and I'll say, wow, that's, that's an interesting idea. Okay. Write it down and then uh, kind of dig into it. This, uh, currently in 2023, we, we featured uh, 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 retreat themes of the virtues, right? So we're talking about the cardinal virtues of prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice, and the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. So we take time with each one of those and educate people about what virtues are, because frankly, it's, I was never taught what they were. I can walk down the aisle of St. Santa Joachim Church. I see them embedded in the, uh, in the center uh, aisle there. Um, on medallions, but to know what they are. I always thought it was good that I knew I could say what, you know, which I could name them, much less knowing what they actually meant. Um, but so we take some time with that, and then we examine um, how each one of us, each one of the, the, the folks that are attending the retreat, kind of measure up on these virtues. And uh, so it's very powerful. Um, uh, opportunity for, for a little bit of self-evaluation as couples, right? Because sometimes I'll think I'm really good at something, but then my beloved bride, Janine, will look at me and say, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> 
Well, and that's that's kind of that discernment tool. A great uh, the beauty about marriage is right in marriage you have a discernment partner to help you say. I'm not sure if that was the Lord, Steve, <laughs> which I hear a lot. Uh, but uh, it's an opportunity to have that conversation. And speaking about conversations, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live. We're visiting with Deacon Ben Seitz, uh, Steve Splonskowski, along with. Tom O'Keefe, <laughs> you're looking away. Uh, we're going to come back on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue to talk about the value of couples retreats. And uh, again, check out that website, sixstonejars.org and maryvalend.org uh, so you can sign up for those couple retreats coming up. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So. It doesn't take a lot of effort to turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does. Because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So... Yeah, it's That's it's true. been it's been really good for me from from my faith walk. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life. So there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live, coming to you live um, right here from the Real Presence Radio Studio in Fargo. Thanks for being with us this morning. Steve Splonskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And we're visiting this hour with Deacon Ben Seitz talking about couples retreats. Again, his website is sixstonejards.org and also a retreat coming up here at Maryvale maryvillend.org. He's doing a retreat for us in December and in February, and he's got other retreats, but I want to talk about Maryville because that's where I work. <laughs> but it's a great work, and that's why we asked Deacon to come out there and do those, those retreats. So thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. It's an exciting opportunity. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of the activities that you, you do at these uh, couples retreats. Uh, what does that look like a little bit? 
Well, the retreats start off on Friday night, and they go through Sunday uh, afternoon, just usually right in the early afternoon. Um, the focus is on Christ, right? And uh, so we do Eucharistic adoration. We have holy hours on Friday night and Saturday, uh, Mass on Saturday and Sunday, um, and then spending time with couples, teaching them how to pray together. Uh, my favorite, Liturgy of the Hours. When uh, Janine and I started praying the Liturgy of the Hours together, the morning prayer and evening prayer, it really opened up our, our spirituality together, right? Um, liturgy is the work of the church. That's what the Catechism tells us. And Liturgy of the Hours is really the highest form of prayer um, that one can do. So we teach couples how to pray the morning prayer and the evening prayer together. Also, time for Lexio Divina. So we have a kind of a primer on Lexio Divina. That's simply meditating or doing contemplation on the Word of God. And so Friday night, we kind of focus on that, different techniques for, uh, for meditating on Scripture, and then we give them Scripture um, uh, references throughout the weekend to take to prayer to, so that they can learn to actually hear God speak to them through the Scriptures, right? We don't read Scripture. Uh, we listen to God speak to us through it. That's the goal. And uh, it's so exciting when you see someone who, for the first time, experiences that, experiences that hearing God speak to them. Um, it's just wonderful. Um, also, Divine Mercy Chaplet, we do that on Saturday afternoons at 3. And, and then, uh, uh, of course, good coffee. And good coffee is important. Sometimes you go to, okay, I'll be honest with you, oftentimes you go to retreats, and they're making the coffee out of that 55-cup aluminum coffee maker, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is interesting. We don't do that, right? Our coffee, uh, we, we like good coffee. Life is short, you know. Have drink, good drink, coffee. Have good coffee. I have good news for you, Deacon Sites. We actually, out at Maryville, are installing two coffee machines that will make a latte, will make an express, espresso, all the coffee, all in one machine. You push the button and it makes all sorts of different cappuccino, everything. So that'll be there, hopefully, by your tree in December. Bless you. Yes. That is going to be awesome. You inspired me. To you inspired me. I, I, saw, I saw a can of Folgers in the can. I'm like, Deacon Sites would not approve of this. Uh, we need something different. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my parents, uh, God love them. Uh, every experience in life is, is, is based on how the co coffee was <laughs> at, at the experience. See, the, it's important. The most beautiful thing yeah. could be ruined by bad coffee. Uh, so tell me how, how couples will be helped during this retreat. Well, it... it what I, what I believe is that um, when I go to a retreat, I might pick up something from the speaker. I mean, the speaker may, uh, may inspire me with something that he taught or not. But the real power from the, uh, from the retreat comes in that encounter with Jesus Christ. So we open up opportunities through the sacraments um, and through the Word of God for them to encounter Jesus. That's where the power is. If you encounter Jesus on a retreat weekend, it's going to be uh, something that's going to help you going forward. Um, if you don't, then, then not so much, right? A, a speaker isn't really going to be able to help your marriage, but Jesus can. And so that's what the focus is um, on giving couples that time and the tools that they need to, uh, to have that encounter together. As I listened to you talk about the activities a little earlier, the question before, it seemed to me there's such an emphasis on prayer. And um, I just think that's something that couples can really benefit from and don't have a lot of experience with. Is, is prayer together. Agreed. And if, in fact, um, it's something that s some couples have a difficulty doing to begin with, right? It's like, well, you know, my prayer life is my prayer life, and your prayer life is your prayer life, and that's kind of my, my intimate relationship with God, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
I'm not sure that I want to share that with you, right? And uh, that's not an uncommon experience for couples. But when you can break through that, using one of, you know, whether it be the liturgy of the hours, whether it be the rosary, whatever it is that you can start to pray together, um, there's tremendous power, tremendous healing that's available um, when you're able to do that together. And yeah, so, I found that myself, and liturgy hours has been such a grace for for Audrey and I to do that together. And it opens up the doors for other opportunities to take even those those difficult times of our marriage to prayer. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you said the word encounter, and I want to back up because we got a little time to dig into that word. You say we're going on a retreat, we're going to encounter Jesus. And I thought, what, is, what does that mean? <clears throat> for, for somebody who's like, oh, I'll encounter Jesus, great. What, what does that even mean? I, I, just looking up the word on the internet because I thought, wow, what does that mean? It actually means in, in contra, like against, like coming up against. Coming, the, the encounter is the root of that is to come up against uh, something else to and it, an un, unexpected um, coming together. Uh, what is that? If somebody's saying, "Okay, I'm going to have an encounter with Jesus," I'm, I'm going to I'm going to what, what are they look What are they going to experience in that? Well, it's uh, if you are if you're living in the world, right? You're living in the world that we live in. And all of a sudden, you encounter, and the world's full of lies, and then all of a sudden, you encounter the truth, right? That can be, that can create a tension. That can seem like a, like a wall. Um, but at the same time, encountering Jesus, number one, you're encountering truth, but number two, you're encountering pure love. And, uh, and Jesus loves us where we're at. So by encountering him, we, we encounter the truth, and we also... Uh, it, it lifts us up to see, again, going back, back to that journey, um, uh, you know, spiritual journey analogy, where am I right now and what is the possibility, right? What is the possibility if I do surrender myself to Christ? This happiness that I'm looking for, this joy I'm looking for in my life, I'm not finding it in the world. But by encountering him and seeing what the possibilities are, um, it can be life-changing. And it has been life-changing. I think Steve, you said earlier, it, maybe it's maybe it's unexpected, maybe it's unanticipated this encounter, because I think at times we can keep Jesus at a distance in our in our life, and here's an opportunity we bring him in close proximity to us, and who is this person? Who is this person of Jesus? And and then we can see the impact he can have on our life because we bring him within that we create a space of intimacy versus that distance. I love what you're both saying, and as you're both talking, I get this kind of this picture of you saying so you come up against a wall, so you come up, you know, kind of like to this place where you have to stop, and then you look at the wall, and it's a mirror, and you see yourself in the mirror, and you have to ask that question. You know, you see that person. Well, sometimes the first person we see is ourselves, and we're like, who am I? And then the Lord answers that question for us. And one of the reasons that made me think of that, too, is I believe marriage is such a beautiful gift because it is, in a certain sense, a mirror constantly, right? Yeah, as spouses, you're, you're, you're helping one another grow. That is actually one of the gifts and one of the missions of, of, of a Catholic marriage is to bring one another into relationship with the Lord, into heaven. And so that mirror of looking at oneself and saying, oh, there I am. Lord, what do you think of me? Tell me. Tell me about that relationship, that encounter. Um, and I, I think if that's, as you were both talking, thinking of this, that's what I'm seeing in my mind. Yeah, I, I, my, my personal experience with it, Janine and I have been married about uh, 12 years. Uh, we were stationed down in South Carolina. I'd just gotten back from a deployment, and basically we went to Mass on Sundays. We were teaching our kids the faith. We, we taught uh, uh, religious education at the parishes that we belonged at. 
But for me personally, uh, my faith was something else that, were, that I did on Sundays. And, and Monday through Saturday, I was living in the world. I came back from a deployment. My son looks at me. We had just moved to South Carolina. He says, Dad, we're going over to the O'Berry's house tonight to pray the rosary. And I was like, the rosary. And I remember looking at Janine and saying, I think I have one of those somewhere. <laughs> um, it's not something I was brought up with. And in fact, when Janine asked me, she was a convert to the faith, uh, what the rosary was, I said, you don't need to worry about that. We only pray that during funerals. And uh, it was through that experience of going to that family's house with a bunch of other families, praying the rosary every Friday night, finally for the first time in my life, uh, married life, having Catholic friends and finding out the importance of that. That was my encounter with Christ. It came through the rosary, um, but slowly but surely um, uh, began to discover what the truth was and what the potential was for uh, joy in this life and obviously in the life hereafter. Yeah, folks, if you're joining us right now, we're talking about couples retreats. Deacon Ben Seitz is the voice you're hearing. He does a number of couples retreats throughout the area. Uh, check out his website, sixstonejars.org. Uh, also, look up, look up, he's got a retreat coming up in here in December at Maryville, a retreat center outside of Valley City, maryvillend.org, also one in February. And he's got some others in the area. So if you check out his website, sixstonejars.org, for his all of his retreats, and then please sign up for a retreat at maryvillend.org because I want to get those full. I know I think we got four or five couples signed up there for the December one, but we certainly have more space. So uh, sign up for those. It will be a wonderful experience. Uh, for marriages. And I think, you know, the first hour we we're talking a little bit about how uh, University of Mary is doing this, this nursing academy in direct response to a need for people in the medical field. Couples retreats are a direct response to the need for good Catholic marriages, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, that is the, um, that's the Catholic marriages is where uh, Catholic families comes from, come from. That's where our future priests and uh, religious come from. That's where our future Catholic families come from, right? And right now the church needs more of that, right? Absolutely. Uh, now, if you're concerned about priestly vocations, or the study last year, 97% of priest, priestly vocations come from intact families, 97%. So if we want more priestly vocations, we need more intact good solid families. Awesome. And I just want to throw in, we've also got retreat weekends coming up in Crookston and in Hankinson uh, in December and all through the months of January, February, March. Sixstonejars.org is where you can find that information. Sixstonejars.org. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. 